Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. What do you think of when you think of New York City? Most people would say the Statue of Liberty, the skyscrapers of Manhattan, the pizza, the yellow cabs, the Brooklyn Bridge. But what few people know is that New York City has a fast-growing football culture, or soccer as they call it in the US. So, what's the football culture like in New York City? What's the place of the beautiful game in the Big Apple? And how do New Yorkers make sure the popularity of football keeps growing in their city? We traveled to New York City to find out. My name is Sam Verraalte and welcome to the 433 Podcast. We began our journey through the city in Brooklyn, where we met Ricardo Carlotta. He's a member of Secret FC, a community of young individuals who gather regularly to play football in New York City. Here in New York, we've played soccer in a number of places. We've played on handball courts, we've played on basketball courts, we've played in abandoned warehouses, we've played in lots that are just dirt and gravel lots. We've played at Pier 5, we've played at Pier 40, we've played at all the nicest pitches, but we've also adapted new spaces to become pitches when we can't get access to those. Secret Football Club is nothing more than a community. It's just people who come together over the passion of playing ball, who want to get out of their house, who want to connect with people on a very simple basis. Um, everything that comes afterwards is a testament to how the community has grown. So we do events, we produce things, we design things, uh, we make things, hopefully things that you'd want to keep, not throw away stuff. It's kind of this free-flowing group of people who just organize to play soccer. Essentially, we have a signal group, and we all just 
whenever you want to play, you let the group know that you want to play and people will like the message and from that we'll spin out a game. If we have enough people, uh, they'll usually come together at one of the many pitches that we play at. It kind of organizes itself. There is no schedule. It's very organic in the way that it happens. And I think that that's something very unique and special about Secret Football Club is that when people want to play soccer, there's a community of other people who are there who will match their vibe and their energy and come out and play ball. Football is rapidly gaining popularity in New York City, to the point where it might be mistaken for a passing trend. However, Ricardo perceives it differently. I think it's here to stay. I don't think it's something that is like here now and then gone. Like the World Cup is coming to the US and I think that what you're seeing now is already a really well-developed culture for football. It's here, like it's happening and people are engaging with it. I think that what's catching up to it is how the rest of the world perceives us for doing that. And in this way, you know, by playing with your friends or by playing in a league, these are all things that kind of add to the fodder of the conversation. They give it some sort of energy and that's, that's not going to go away. It's only going to continue to amplify over the years that come. And I mean, especially the more people that start to find each other who have fun doing this type of organizing, community organizing, or even just getting together to bullshit, like, Soccer is not a trend. Soccer is, it's a, it's a community. One of the most influential figures in New York City football is Cal Martino. When he was a professional football player, he played for Columbus Crew, LA Galaxy and the US men's national team. Cal retired from professional football in 2008, after he was advised by doctors that injuries he sustained throughout his career were severe enough that it would be in his best interest to retire. He now runs Street FC, a football club in New York City, through which people can link up for pickup games. When we met in his brand new football cafe in Manhattan, I first asked Kyle about his memories from his career as a footballer. When you play a game as a professional footballer, you, you, I'm sure you, you hear this in different interviews in different ways. You, you shut out so much. You know, you're, it's like horses with, with the blinders. I mean, you, you just see your teammates, you see the grass, you see the rotation of the ball. I mean, it's, it's all very second by second. You, you kind of never look up to take it in, but we were, at, we were at Giant Stadium. The first time we played with, uh, with David Beckham when he joined us. So the LA Galaxy were playing against uh, the New York Red Bulls at Giant Stadium, an hour down the road from where I grew up. A bunch of people from my town were there. My, my whole family was there. And he was taking a corner kick, and it's the only time in my career I've ever done something like this. But he was taking a corner kick, and you, I mean, just the stance alone, like, you know, you'd seen it so many times. And I just went like this and just did a spin around the whole stadium. You know, it was like almost 70,000 people. Same stadium I went to go watch the World Cup, my hero Roberto Baggio, you know, play, play in that game in 1994. So to be standing on that field, with that many people there, right down the road from, from where I grew up, with David Beckham taking a corner kick, I probably didn't do what I was supposed to do on that play, but uh, that, was, that was a pretty cool moment. And uh, I got to play in the Confederations Cup in France. A really funny story about that, too, is it's, it's so surreal to be faced with your heroes, w whether you join them on a team or something like this happens, which is you're walking out to the stadium and uh, you know, through the tunnel, and you've been in these tunnels, you know, it's like these, these very, well, they're a lot nicer these days, but yeah, you know, they used to just be like, you know, the ceilings right here and, and you could barely fit two by two going out. 
and I'm walking and I hear these cleats next to me just making a different sound that you know, like, okay, this is someone special that's walking next to me. You know, it's not the sound of a defender that's like, oh my God, the, those are probably this long. Um, I looked to the right and I saw the R on, on the shoe and I, and I knew exactly who it was. And uh, in my head, the little kid in me was like, dude, that's Ronaldinho. Like, look, look over. And he has a fight with yourself. You're like, don't look over. Come on, man. Gotta be, gotta be pro. And so I got out to the grass. I was a little bit ahead of him. And I went down to tie my shoe j- just so I could watch him walk out onto the field. And it was another moment in my career where I was just like, damn. And then I had to shut that off and, and go play a game. But yeah, that was, that was a cool moment when these guys that you play with on video games end up right next to you. After his career, Kyle Martino was determined to stay involved in football. He started Street FC to promote football in New York City. There's a reason Kyle feels a very deep connection to the sport. He says, in a way, football saved his life. The game has, uh, has saved my life in many ways. You know, it's, it's been the most present and, um, and important and, and beautiful thing because... Uh, you know, it loves you back just as just as hard as you can love it, you know. And so that that's been the cool part of my career is it, it's been so many different things. You know, I think a lot of players struggle because they identify with this thing that they create and go out on a field to do something for a living. And, and sometimes it can trend towards uh, a job and, and, and a profession. Um, but the cool part about now being retired is. What starts it all, this joy, and, and it started seeing it on, on TV as a young kid flipping the channels and going, what, what is this? You know, as an American, it wasn't inherent in my household for sure, but culturally it wasn't. So I found this balletic, beautiful demonstration of skill and speed and strength and camaraderie and initially just thought, I've, that, that's my life. I've got to be involved in this thing. So um, I'm fortunate that I fell out of love with it as a player and didn't have the, the relationship anymore I used to have with it. So, so now being a washed up former pro and, and, uh, and barely being able to limp around a field, um, I've been able to come back to w- the part of it that was there at the beginning, which is, um, man, I'll, I'll consume this in any way I can for as long as I can. I live with depression and I had no idea um, until I stopped playing football professionally that this, this um, this challenge of, of anxiety and, and doubt and li- you know, living in, in fog, it, it never crept up on me because the game was just such a, a release. It was, this, it was this place I felt safe. It was this place that gave me confidence. It gave me community. Um, and so I think that, that is what I mean by it saved my life in that um, you know, I, I, I can't I can't think of a moment where I didn't feel uh, worried or anxious or depressed where football wasn't, wasn't the thing that, you know, brought some light back in the room. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful I was able to, to recognize that. And I'm really grateful for, for athletes that talk about it. You know, I think athletes are expected to be this, this iron force that shows no, no pain. And so, um, yeah, I just mean it's been it's been an ever-present positive force in my life, and uh, yeah, it makes me smile like a little kid with a crush. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Kyle and his club, Street FC, focus on organizing pickup games on concrete basketball courts in New York City. It's hard to find full football pitches in a dense city like New York, but pickup games can be organized everywhere. Here's Kyle on the city's football culture and potential. For me, I'm always surprised that people don't realize how deep and, and authentic and interesting New York City football culture is. I can't think about New York without thinking about football. So I, I think New York is a, is a place of incredible expression, a remarkable diversity, and um, the game just fits perfectly here. When I think about New York City, but when most people think of New York City, they'll start with the obvious things, you know, the pizza, the food, the culture, um, the boroughs, the Yankees, you know, there, there are these things that you think of immediately, but I can't see New York City without seeing the football. I mean, the, the, the culture is, is rich, it's deep, it's diverse, and it's been here for a very long time. I think what makes New York City football culture the most interesting is every nation and, and their style and their characteristics, their signature, you can find today. I mean, you, you can go drive across all the boroughs and find how New Yorkers authentically interact with the game of football, but in a way that uh, shows respect for their heritage and for their background. Here's another interesting New York City fact. There are 2,000 basketball courts in New York City. Forget blacktops and handball courts and tennis courts. There are 2,000 basketball courts. And in every country but ours, there is a soccer goal under the basketball hoop. Imagine if on just half of those courts, Over Under was able to install their goals and Street FC was able to run their games. I mean, can you imagine what that would do? And that's just half of the basketball courts. What that would do to grow the game in this country and give access to so many people that already love it and want to play it so they don't have to wait in line for the grass fields they're impossible to get on. P- pickup should be the thing that's there for everyone forever. And, um, you know, in, in this country, the game has been hard to find as a kid and hard to stay in as an adult. The easiest way to find football is on concrete. You know, Cruyff has the best quote I think I've ever heard, which was, um, I trained three hours a week at Ajax, but I played three hours a day in the street. Where do you think I learned to play football? You know, but behind everything I've been doing in the last three years is this very important mission. You know, it's a North Star I can see on the horizon, which is um, make it true that football is your right. It's your birthright. If you want to play it, you can play it. You know, the, the health and wellness benefit of, of bringing football to so many people is obvious, but I would say that like mustache twisting plan behind this is it's also the best way to develop players. So I, I, I believe at a molecular level that if we walk by 
two, three, four years from now and you see as many people kicking a ball on concrete like we did this morning as playing basketball in this country, then our, our men will finally do what our women have done, which is win a World Cup. Someone who definitely understands the importance of street football to develop players is Jurgen Klinsmann. The former professional football player managed both Germany and the United States. We met him at the Bundesliga offices in Manhattan. Here's Jurgen on his childhood. I really kind of grew up in the streets, uh, so I'm a bit of a street kid, and uh, and the good and the bad. <laughs> so the good thing was I played four, five, six hours a day uh, with with my friends, and I had to be home when it gets dark. That was the rule. Um, and the bad thing was you you ended up arguing, fighting, uh, becoming really physical, and. Uh, I mean, moments happen that they steal maybe your ball, you know, the bigger kids, you go after them and you kind of hit each other and all this stuff. That, so you learn actually just to solve your own problems. I mean, some, some of the problems you create yourself and some of the problems were created. <laughs> so um, it's, it's, it's a great school. I grew up in the area of Stuttgart and uh, um, one day my dad sent me to Berlin and I had an aunt in Berlin and, and uh, I was maybe nine years old, ten years old, and uh, and uh, I saw kids playing in front of the the building where my aunt lived, and uh, and I asked if my aunt if I can play with these kids, and they said, yeah, go go go. So um, I asked if I can play with them, and they looked at me because I was just tiny, tiny little, and they and at that time, how it works is you know you get voted into a team, and because I was the smallest one, I was the last one being taken. Um, and I was felt really offended, <laughs> and, and uh, uh, so we played the game, and then I proved the point to them that I'm far better, no matter how big you are, I beat you up. And and the next morning, then basically we played again, and and they started to vote each other into the team, and I was the first one. And so and those are the kind of the little lessons that you take when you play out in the streets, and when you kind of just adapt to your neighborhood and you meet everybody and. And uh, sometimes you get sick and sometimes you're just uh, having a great time. Jürgen Klinsmann became a successful football player in Europe, where he represented clubs such as Bayern Munich, Tottenham Hotspur and Inter Milan. He also won the World Cup with Germany in 1990. After his career as a footballer, he became a manager. Here's Jürgen Klinsmann on the football culture in the US, compared to Germany, for example. Coaching two countries so extreme different like Germany and the United States teaches you a lot. Uh, the United States, definitely, it is a challenge to unify everybody, kind of getting them on the same page because their backgrounds are so different. You have the, uh, the, the African-Americans, you have the Hispanic-Americans, you have the European-Americans, you have the traditional, maybe the Texan kid or the New Jersey kid, the American kind of uh, way of uh, looking at it, very physical, very good athletes, very good listeners, uh, very focused. Um, but obviously they did not grow up necessarily with the game, our game of football, because the other sports, American football, baseball, basketball, hockey are always there. They, they, they learn to play multiple sports. Um, I think this is a, a very different skill set that they have. Meanwhile, in Europe, you grow up in Germany or in Holland, in Italy, in Spain, there's 95% only one game, and that's football. Uh, so it's much easier to stay focused when you have only one sport surrounding you. 
Another difference between European countries and the US is the importance of pickup football for the US. Because you don't have full football pitches everywhere, in every city and town, like in Europe, for example. Pickup games are more important in the US, especially in dense cities like New York City. Luckily enough, more and more initiatives pop up to increase the amount of inner city courts. An example is the Common Ground project by the Bundesliga. Well, talking about pickup soccer or street soccer, however you want to call it, it's extremely important for the development of soccer in this country because you need the kids to play with the ball from little on and not only in an organized club version. Uh, and that's why it would be huge, you know, to have more inner city courts for the kids to, to play soccer instead of basketball, which is mainly the street game for the, the Americans. Very little play, kids play baseball nowadays and, and, and hockey. You need to be very well organized, obviously, in, in American football. So this is a huge opportunity for soccer in the United States to play pickup soccer, to have inner city courts to play that game. Building inner city uh, uh, little soccer fields, uh, if, even if it's on cement or if it's on turf or whatever material you find, is, is a wonderful, absolutely wonderful project uh, because it takes the, the game to the kids and you want the kids to, to be off the streets. So socially it's very important. They have something to do. They have something where they get together and, and play sports. Um, and uh, obviously it's football-wise very important because you develop talent through that. They don't know it when they play it that they're actually getting better every day they play. You develop football on a very natural, a very organic way um, without coaches around, without parents screaming at you. And you learn to solve problems between each other. You know, so because there will be arguments, there will be a little bit of fights or whatever, and that builds character. One of the biggest football talents from New York is Joe Skelly. He grew up on Long Island, broke through at New York City FC and now plays for Borussia Mönchengladbach in the German Bundesliga. There are not a lot of professional football players from New York yet, but Joe thinks this will change over time as the beautiful game is becoming more and more popular in the city. When people think of New York City, they think of the pizza, the Empire State Building, the New York Yankees. Everyone's always in a rush in New York. You know, you could see people, you know, just running uh, red lights on the walkways and things like this. It's just what, what New Yorkers do. You know, when I think of New York City, I see, you know, soccer, I see football, I see NYCFC, you know, a team that, that just won the MLS championship, a growing city that loves soccer. And that's going to really change the way, you know, people see New York soccer. Street soccer in, in New York, it, it brings all people together, it brings all nationalities together. And, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, what race you are, what ethnicity you are, it's going to bring everyone together and, and everyone's going to be on one team or two teams playing against each other. But in the end, everyone is playing together and just having fun. Like most Americans, Joe Skelly played different sports when he grew up. And playing professional football is not the most popular sport in a country where sports such as American football and basketball are much bigger. Here's Joe Skelly on his background in New York and how he fell in love with football as a New Yorker. My childhood was, you know, if, if you're from the United States, it was just like a normal kid. You know, I went to elementary school, middle school, high school, all graduated, got my diploma. So... You know, I played sports, basketball, soccer, lacrosse growing up. It was just, uh, you know, a normal childhood. And then, you know, soccer, of course, I did uh, extra on the side. And, you know, I just did all the little family things. Like I went into New York City, saw the Christmas tree during Christmas time and just did all the things like that. So it was pretty just normal, normal American life. 
I have a brother and a sister and uh, of course mom and dad and you know I have an older brother who who I looked up to he played basketball and soccer like me and then uh, my younger sister you know she's in her teens now so it's hard to hard to talk to her because she's always just mad but she also plays soccer and basketball and you know it's we have a really close bond and and they always help me out while I'm here you know my mom and dad both played sports my dad played basketball my mom played soccer and uh so growing up, you know, of course, you kind of follow what, what your parents did in sports. And, you know, I had an older brother to look up to. So he played basketball and soccer. And of course, naturally, I wanted to do what he did when I was younger. So I played uh, basketball and soccer. So I'd say, you know, without them, uh, I wouldn't be playing sports pretty much. And, uh, you know, it, it keeps us together in the house. We play basketball in the court and you know, we play soccer in the backyard. Just we do all these things that are that are fun for us. Lacrosse, I hated within the first year because I hated wearing all the equipment. Basketball, I loved. Like, of course, I loved basketball. It was neck and neck with soccer, but uh, eventually I was better at soccer than basketball, so I had to, had to give up basketball to, to make the dream come true and play soccer professionally. Soccer, it's just, it's a special sport because, you know, you're free out on the field. It's not like you're a robot where there's set plays, for example, like in basketball. You know, in soccer, you can, you can be free. You can do whatever you want on the field. It's, you know, it's... You can do whatever you put your mind to on the field. The creativity, it's, it's everything you want. Yeah, I ended up in, in uh, NYCFC Academy. It was, I was playing with my club team, Sachem, and then uh, basically a scout came at a tournament and uh, saw me play. And at this time, I was playing in the midfield. I wasn't playing defense. So I basically had a trial week with uh, NYCFC. They really liked me. So, uh, you know, it all worked out good. I was playing midfield for them uh, and everything. And then uh, after that, they moved me to defense. Yeah, it was special. You know, it was the first year the academy came. So I think the professional team was there for one or two years. So it was the first academy team that uh, NYCFC ever started. And it was special. You know, it had uh, great players on the team. It was a special environment. The whole club really cared about this team because it was the first team. So, you know, when you represented, representing New York City, you know, it's, it's a special feeling. There we have it. The most important way to further increase the popularity of football in New York is through pickup games. Ask anyone, from former international Kyle Martino to former U.S. men's national team manager Jurgen Klinsmann or current international Joe Skelly, and they will all tell you that pickup games are crucial for the football culture in New York City. That's vastly different from football culture in Europe, for example. But like Johan Cruijff said, you learn the most important skills on the streets. And from the looks of it, more and more people will get to play the beautiful game on the streets of New York City. I want to thank Kyle Martino, Jürgen Klinsmann and Joe Skelly for their interviews. Thank you for listening to this episode of the 433 Podcast. And on to the next one. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 